0: Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Marcus Pasquitz with Re/Max, and thanks for tuning in to the Re/Max Tailgate Talks podcast. Today on the podcast, we have an audio excerpt from one of our past webinars. Well, the first thing you asked me is what am I passionate about? And I guess my first passion has always been and always probably will be cattle. Uh, I was very fortunate when I first got started. We had a Mormon's dealer in the area. Um, He was very education-oriented. And he taught me how to read feed tags. And I learned the difference between, by di- between digestible minerals and non-digestible minerals. And I realized pretty quick that a lot of feed companies have fancy feed tags, but very little is absolutely available to be absorbed by the cow. And so that began my journey down the nutrition line in my cattle industry. Uh, between my son and I, we farmed about 1,500 acres of farm ground. We live in farm ground country. Pastures are few and far between. They are river bottoms, or our new favorite is the Nebraska Game Park duck ponds. And we have about 700 acres of wetlands, designated wetlands, that we graze our cows on. And between that and the uh, leftover crop residue, I have large amounts of poor quality forage. And I'm trying to design a purebred cow herd in both black and red Angus. They're capable of using large amounts of poor quality forage and turn it into beef. Because if there's one thing that's the most amazing thing about the cow is the amount of junk you can feed a cow. And when you cut in that steak, you'd never know that what she ate was pretty much non-edible to anybody else. And that's one of the miracles that in my world of a cow, and uh, it's our job to raise the best ones we can with given the inputs that we have. Uh, as I made my way through the purebred industry, uh, I grew up with a feedlot mentality. My dad was a feedlot operator. We were, we didn't come by the purebred operation. It wasn't handed down to me. It was something I created on my own. So I've always had a feedlot mentality. If cattle don't work well in the feed yard and hang up on the grid, then we're wasting our time. So as I made my way down that road, I kind of figured out the feeding thing. I kind of figured out a lot of the cow-calf things. Um one of the big pitfalls I felt I had was I had 13 to 14 month old bulls weighing 1250 to 1300 pounds with 40 centimeter testicles that couldn't pass a semen check because the sperm cells themselves were not mature enough. And I hired a couple of different nutritionists to look at my program. A couple of them gave me a little piece of advice, things that could change it, and nothing really did. So after seven, eight years of frustration, I'd got some of the Rio information in the mail. They were kind enough to have a booth at Husker Harvest Days one year. And that's where I met Pete, who has now been transferred into the production area. And Pete and I hit it off, and we talked about absorbable minerals. And even though the price tag of, of Rio's is a little bit scary, and I'll still admit that, um, the benefits seemed like they were there. And so we began using the real product in our cow herd, started feeding it to our bulls that were on feed. And the next spring, we had a pretty drastic increase in the amount of bulls that passed on the first try. A year later, when those calves that were inside the moms, being during we started the real during gestation on that group of calves. When that group of calves hit the, the semen check deal, I won't say all my problems were over, but a lot of them disappeared. And so I was pretty sold on the product for that and that alone. And uh, I thought it was worth it. So we kind of stayed with the Rio program for a couple of years. And then about almost two years ago now, well, I guess just a year ago, just ahead of the pandemic, I was invited up to uh, Rio's headquarters for a ranchers roundtable where I met Dr. Hall. And I listened to a bunch of other ranchers who've been on the product for about three to five years. And everybody's telling the same story without without saying the same thing. And that was all those little things that used to be a problem, kind of sort of aren't. Until this year, I hadn't cleaned a cow for four years. We had one cow that aborted a set of twins early that we actually had to clean a little bit this year. Kind of ruined my record i didn't like that but um usually it was just pretty standard if you had twins or a backwards calf you were going to clean that cow it just it they never cleaned on their own and once we got on Rios product that was one of those little headaches that just disappeared uh, the thing we don't fight scour so much in our place as we do clostridial bloat since we've been on this product the clostridial bloat is we don't find a dead calf and do an autopsy we find a calf that's a little bit full and treat him, and it's taken care of. Uh, one of the things we changed last year is we started using the real paste. Um, we were using it about, as the calves got about four or five days to a week old, they go back to a fresh cornfield with their moms. And could we try to graze something uh, almost year round and then supplement on top of that? And we were using the real pace at that point. And we noticed that the calves that did get sick, we treated them once and we were done. There was no chronics, there was no retreats. And I thought, hmm, this real pace is pretty good stuff. So this year we've moved that into our at birth protocol. And uh, Kendall and I have been pretty amazed. Uh, later on, you'll have a gentleman speaking from Canada. He let his cold air come down and get us too. Uh, we had 35 below two nights in a row and, uh, Kendall and I have discussed how amazing it was, the calf vigor we had during that time and the lack of health issues we have had since then, because within a week we were at 70 degrees, which is a hundred degree swing in less than a week's time. And we haven't treated any respiratory yet. Um, I've got to think that the real pace, that extra shot of the vitamins is is doing it. And the cumulative effect, and that's one thing I will preach till I turn blue for real. If you're on it for a year and you don't see a lot of differences, I'll agree with you. But when you get into years two and three, you're gonna be amazed at some of the differences you've seen. For us, it's our pregnancy rate has just slowly kept climbing. We AI for 30 days with natural heat detection and then we follow that up with 30 days of bulls. And uh, our pregnancy conception rate is is just climbed higher almost every year we're on it. Um, as a general rule, the, the heifers are out doing the young cows or the older cows that were not conceived on this product, I guess we'll use that terminology, um, until, The 19 calf crop, they broke all the records because our 19 calving season was just the worst anything could anybody could imagine. I've heard, I'm sure you've heard the stories of the flooding. We didn't have that so much, but the cold and the and the weather we had that year, and then a summer of nonstop rain. We had like 50 inches that rain that year. Our grass didn't test as good as what wheat straw would have tested. So nutrition was a real shamble. And that 19 calf crop showed that. And as those 19 heifers became red heifers and got preg checked this fall, we were pretty disappointed um, until we talked to our neighbors. And that was one of the other things I, I picked up on that ranchers roundtable. There was a gentleman there from Montana who uh, went to complain that, you know, we probably wasn't gonna use Rio again because, you know, he just couldn't afford it. And his banker says, yeah, we're gonna stay with it. And he goes, why? He says, I didn't get the 50 extra pounds of winning time that Rio said I would. And he goes, yeah, you did. Cause everybody else was 50 pounds light and you were at the same spot. And uh, when you listen to stories of people around you that are not on Rio, uh, we have stories out here where people bred 200 head of heifers out of that 19 calf crop and had 30 of them come up pregnant out of 200. So when I was short by five, six head of what I would have called ideal, I'm going to say Rio picked up a lot of gaps and kept us closer to where I wanted to be. Um, but you can't. You can't outbeat Mother Nature when she deals you a blow. You're pretty much stuck with what she deals you. Um, One of the things that we've started doing with, with the Rio product after listening to Dr. Hall at the Rancher's Roundtable and understanding how a calf is designed at birth with minerals in its liver. And the diametrious earth, which is one of the ingredients in Rios, is a natural dewormer. Last year, we took the risk and cut out all of our worming products and only went with insecticides for for lice. And we noticed no difference in our cow performance or our calf performance. I don't know about a lot of you, but wormer is not a cheap line on your equation. And to be able to drop that buys a lot of real product. We'll put it that way. This year we're gonna we've been always using the multi men product at birth and again at branding and then again at weaning time after listening to Dr. Hall and understanding how a calf is designed. we're doing it at birth, but we're gonna skip the branding one with the multi men this year um, If the real product is everything that Trevor says it is, and I've been on it now long enough to believe him to be telling the truth um I think. We should be able to drop some of these additives and uh, change our feeding a little bit to save some money quote quote feed more junk and and less good stuff and still be able to meet the animal's requirements with the mineral because of the quality of the mineral that it is one of the things one of the things that we're working on right now is uh, we're looking at uh walking through pastures and, and doing cedar tree control. And my son is really into the soil health deal in our farming operation. And we're noticing that in our pastures as well. And one of the things that Trevor and I talked about a while back is the activity of the microbes in the soil. And I mentioned, well, that makes sense because when I'm out doing these cedar t- patrols, um, I'm having a hard time finding last year's cow pies. They're just gone. And I think the dung beetle activity and the other microbes in the soil are just working faster or better. Uh, Don't notice it so much in our pastures. We've only been in a year or two, but can really notice it in the the pastures we've been in four or five years with the real product. So much so that Kendall says we're probably going to change some things and Probably take some crop ground out of production and raise some cover crops to be grazed and letting the cows leave behind the nutrients that we don't have to buy for our following corn crop. And that's a pretty big step for somebody in their 60s. I'll admit that. I told them at 50, I'd have jumped all over this. At 60, I have a few reservations because not always looking for something new and innovative anymore. But it makes sense. Why are we spending our time and effort with our cows on other people's ground, improving their soil. than we could be doing it on our own. So ask me in a couple of years, how that's changing and how that's affecting our lifestyle. And I'll have some more answers for you. Um, other than that, I think I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Hall because he's going to be way more amazing than what anybody else could be. So I'll let it go at that Trevor. Thanks, Kim. I uh, appreciate that. And, uh, I like the way you said, um, when you first got to know us, and you really got on well with Pete. Um, I don't know if Pete's on today. He's probably busy hitting up the manufacturing right now, but, um, I guess what I took out of that is you didn't hit it off with me. Is that what I'm reading? <laughs> <laughs> he was a face at Husker harvest days. And then he was one who did all the follow-up calls. It wasn't any slanted against anybody else. That's been the fun thing as we've gone through the process of getting to know the rest of you instead of just peek through the phone. Um, All of you are very similar minded in your goals. And uh, it's been fun working with somebody who is results driven. And how can we help you? And if we can't, we'll step away. Uh, Working with people that have that kind of mentality is a change. You're not trying to sell me something. You're trying to sell me a solution to my problems. And for the most part, you have done that. Now I'll admit this year, one was from the time we preg to the time of cabin, we got a few more opens than what Kendall and I are comfortable with. But as we talk to our vets, that's the norm for this year. And uh, ours isn't as dramatic as other people's and I'm gonna give real credit for that. And a lot of years of genetic selecting for fertility, but um you know you can only do with what so much with what mother nature gives you and that's been the big lesson after surviving the nineteen season and seeing how those nineteen females have, have performed going forward and hearing other people's absolute disastrous wreck stories. Um, there's some things we're doing right, and there's some things we've done right in our history to get us to this point, but uh Rio is definitely a part of that. And it's fun working with people who want to help and not just sell you stuff. Well, hopefully you all enjoyed that. We have these free webinars on a monthly basis and would love to have you live to enjoy the entire webinar and ask questions. To get signed up for our upcoming webinars, head on over to riomax.net slash events to get in on our next event. If you're enjoying what we've got to offer on the Riomax Tailgate Talks podcast, I'd encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I look forward to next time and you guys have a good one.